1: Are you ready? Let's make some noise, come on. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest edition of the Broad Street Line. I am Roy Burton, along me as always, my tag team partner, a man who I refer to as a killer, one Chris <laughs> Domingo. Mr. Domingo, how are you doing? As always during the pandemic, air quote, Saturday morning, sir.
0: Roy, right, at some point we're gonna to have to change our intro and say at this stage of the endemic, right? Yes. Because I feel that Almost there. Like, I don't know. Hopefully. I, I because I feel that like I don't know, with the news that's come that came down locally or in Philadelphia, not like PA or New Jersey, to say, Y'all yeah, man, y'all don't need to wear the mask in like Walgreens no more. You don't need to like, I don't know, like you don't need to have your vaccination cards ready at like the local brewery. I, I mean I feel like I don't know, like this is a this is a moment. This is a moment in our like world. So I, I mean like, but just the, just a public service announcement from just the small man. Just like just respect people's decisions to wear mask or not wear mask. Like I I mean just like more and more probably just buy your damn business. Like, just buy <laughs> your business.
1: People making an individual decision to wear a mask has no impact on anyone else quite frankly, any impact it would have will be a positive impact. So if people choose to continue wearing masks, and as Chris said, a lot of places around the Philadelphia area, that is not mandatory anymore. But if people can choose to continue wearing a mask, it really has no effect on your life. So you you should treat it as such and basically ignore it because it has, again, no impact on your day-to-day decision making. Um, but again, we are, you know, I will mention that Chris mentioned, I should not point out that the, uh, the the lifted, recently lifted mass mandate does apply to the Wells Fargo Center. So those of you who are going to Sixers and Flyers and Wings games um, for the near future, and I should say Temple Basketball, I think the season's pretty much over. But for those of you going to indoor sporting events in Philadelphia, again, you are no longer required Um, to wear a face mask but again there were plenty of people who wore face masks in the Sixers games uh, earlier this week and quite frankly that's their right and they can do whatever they want and that's fine it doesn't matter it doesn't bother you let people live let people do whatever they want to do do what makes them feel good no and
0: like i don't know and also this is for the mask people too don't be screaming at people that ain't wearing their mask either
1: Yeah. No, that's fine. Like everybody is like, we're at the point now where again, it's everybody's decision and everybody kind of yeah. your decision
0: isn't like, this isn't two years ago where your decision was impacting people. This decision is impacting yourself and that's it. So just operate under that premise and just like, again, mind your business, man. Just operate in your space, please.
1: Yes. Operate in your space. Again, do what makes you feel good. Um, but there's a lot of people feeling good in the Philadelphia area this week because we finally got to see the home debut of one James F. Harden. James Harden, the adult in the room, as Brett Brown would say, uh, brings a little something or brought a little something special to this the Sixers locker room, brought a little something special to the Sixers lineup. First week in oh, Philadelphia. points,
0: because they did not have the, those three important uh, tangible things that are – that are necessary in a basketball game because I think what people are forgetting is like this was a gaping hole. Like, I don't know, that was occupied by nobody before Harden got here. Nobody. Or like a committee of right. people that were trying to hold the fourth down, but it wasn't being held down.
1: Yeah, yeah. We were getting a uh, replace, replace and all star candidates um, contributions by committee kind of thing. Um, but now we have a one man committee to take care of that. Again, uh, the beard himself, James Harden. Has probably had you know one of the better weeks, um, debut weeks in Philadelphia sports history. So we're going to talk a lot about James Harden. We'll also talk a lot about the primary man he was traded for, one Ben Simmons. Um, we've got a, we got a number of quite a bit of news on the Ben Simmons front um, from Brooklyn and from indirectly uh, the folks at CLEP Sports, uh, thanks to the folks at ESPN. So we'll discuss the ramp up, the ramping up that's going to begin very soon uh, for one Ben Simmons. Is it- well, okay, I, I don't know. I have, no, I have no idea. I have no idea. uh This is also Combine Week again. I know you love the Combine. This is man, Combine no. Week. No,
0: I, I gotta say it, man. It, it takes a special person to to divert me away from 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 guys running in a straight line, jumping with like some poles on top, so you hit them and see how high you get. Yes. And like I don't know, wonder like test grades. I don't care about it. I will care about it for like six hours on Sun, Saturday before the Sixers game and a little bit on Sunday. But overall, like, I I mean, and I I mean, in a non-hardened world, we'd all be like hyped up about this. Eagles have three picks. Yeah. Like as, as of right now.
1: Eagles currently have three picks in the top 19. We've already got the mock drafts from ESPN's Tom McShay and Mel Kuyper. Speaking of the Eagles, Howie Roseman and Nick Sirianni were both out Mm -hmm. in Indianapolis both gave their state of the team address and both appear to be committed to Jalen Hurts, at quarterback. We, we will talk more about that. Um, as of, course, of right now. As of right now, Jalen Hurts' predecessor. There was some news around him. We will discuss that when we talk some NFL. NFL. Um, and, of course, we got some other stuff to talk about, including uh, the MLB lockout and big news coming from the wrestling world slash uh, Tony Khan slash AEW. So we will get into all that on this edition of the Brawl Street Line. As we always say, sit back, relax take a ride on the Broad Street Line because the future Sports Talk Radio has finally arrived. Any shout-outs, my friend? No, let's just say the usual thank yous. Thank you, guys, as always, for tuning in and listening to us wherever you do so, whether you do so via 106, uh, 106.5 FM, LP Philadelphia, here in Philly, or whether you go to the TuneIn app and search for the Philly Cam Station and tune us in every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern, or whether you download us wherever you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, Sprinker. Um, You can just do a search for the Broad Street line, download, download us to your phone, your iPad, your computer, your MP3-enabled device, take us with you on the go, or listen wherever you are, 24-7, 365. Again, we are a very, very accessible show. Speaking of accessible, you can also catch us on the Twitter machine. Chris is at SKD215. I am at the BS line. Of course, we'll be talking a lot and tweeting a lot about one James F. Harden as he continues his run here in Philadelphia. Um, anything special? Anything going on this weekend? I can't remember. This weekend is just like oh, a regular combine. combine. Yeah, we got the combine. So, you, yeah, you'll be tweeting about the combine. You'll be tweeting about the, the shuttle the shuttle drills or yeah. the, the three-cone drills and all, that, and all that good stuff. Um, I'm not quite there yet. I'll, I'll be honest, I'm not quite there yet because of that man in South Philadelphia. The newcomer, <laughs> I should say, in South Philadelphia. Like you said, I probably should be more hyped than I am, you know, was it six weeks out, seven weeks out from from the NFL draft? Probably should be a little bit more hype about this. Come on, man. There
0: like we have countdowns. We have six weeks. I or I think it's I think it's six weeks till till the NFL draft.
1: Something and, like that. And and,
0: and and the day as we're, the day we're taping this, 30 days to the most stupendous WrestleMania of all time Dallas Texas the place the Kevin Owens eights. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes we do have countdowns and we had a countdown <laughs> earlier this week to one James Harden's home debut Now if someone and that someone being Alan Iverson refers to you as a killer before your home debut like you automatically and if you you have enough talent James Harden that's automatically – you're automatically going to go out and drop, like, 20 and 10 probably, right? Like, you're, like, 20 or 20 or 20 and 5. Like, just being – just a killer – just a killer cosign is going to give you the energy to go out and go crazy. And James but Harden – But the crazy yes.
0: thing is I don't feel that, like – that was a killer effort. Like, I'm like I mean, but that shows you how good James Harden is. Like, and, and that's why all the oh, – always a bad teammate, always, always milking this injury – he was still an all-star averaging. T- like, I mean, if James Harden was the worst version of James, if he was just next James Harden for the entire season, people would still be going crazy. But now, like, it feels like they're getting, I guess, of uh, of a very good version. Now people are just going crazy right now.
1: So James Harden, again, has had probably the best debut week or one of the best debut weeks in recent Philadelphia sports history 27-12 and 8 in the 31 point win at Minnesota that was the Sixers debut followed that up with a triple double up in the Garden 29-6 10 and 16 in a 16 point win against the Knicks now I say it was a road win but again it felt like a home game at times because that that Garden crowd was hot uh, for for the Sixers and 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 uh, James Harden um after that game Harden said he did, really didn't know the offense that much like he just kind of just kind of winging it and if you're going out there and putting up 29, 10, and 16, um, and just kind of winging it, kind of like just playing this as you as you as you feel the game, that's pretty impressive. And he follows that up with a 26, 9, and 9 home debut against those same Knicks. Sixers three and o, Sixers three very impressive wins. Um, but I'll, I'll say this to you, Chris: I don't even think they have played you know elite basketball for four quarters in any of those games. Um, I mean, they played pretty well. I mean, the probably the most complete game was probably that Minnesota game. But I mean. I think this team probably has another gear that you like still, still to come. You, well, I can't hear you. So I know you're dropping jewels right now.
0: Sorry. here we go. Sorry. <laughs> no, I, I, what, now, what is the gear where you have, like, I don't know, not like the main, like the, like not first gear, but we right. need the other gears to be working. Like the gears that should be shooting threes, but pump faking and the, and the guys that are missing wide, like we need the secondary gear to work. Mm -hmm. Because, like, I I don't know, for the second gear, secondary gear to work, that means that means all cylinders are, 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 because I think, I think we can we can assume that more often than not, or at least one of the three main gears. And I think I can't believe we're saying we have three main gears. I thought we had two, but apparently we have three. I think. I think. Mm -hmm. I I mean, but I don't think you can you can win the Indy Five Hundred. I don't think you can. Like, I don't know, like. Win beat Gran Teresa Mo seven without a secondary gear. Do you agree?
1: Yeah, I would I would agree. Like again, like the Sixers, again, two wins over the Knicks. Um, they played, you know, they had the, the big win in Minnesota in, in Harden's debut. They've looked good. They look pretty good defensively, they've had some issues, whatever like that. But again, it's it's a new guy you're trying to trying to um you know integrate into the offense. Um again, my concern and my and we'll talk more about this, but so my concern is that Again, this team is very reliant so far on, you know, what you kind of consider, you know, the, the the trio, the big trio, the big three, if you will, of Joel Embiid, James Harden, and the emerging Tyrese Maxey. I need a little bit more effort. No, I don't say effort because effort's a wrong word. I need a little bit more contributions from the guys who aren't those three guys. Uh, I need yeah. some contributions from more contributions from... Say his name. Say
0: his name. Say his name.
1: <laughs> No, no, well, well, no, well, you, well, I know you want me to say Tobias Harris, but no, I'm not going to say Tobias Harris. I'm going to need somebody from that second unit to give me a consistent eight to ten points every night. I don't know whether it's Shake, I don't know whether it's Danny Green, I don't know whether it's Furkan Kirkmonz, I don't know who it is, but somebody in that second unit needs to be that ancillary scorer because again, in the playoffs, I know you don't go super deep, but you do go eight or nine deep, and right now the Sixers have about five guys, maybe six at the most, who I trust. No, they have (laughs) have
0: four. Okay. And Tobias is included.
1: No, I I mean, like – Please talk about Tobias.
0: He is – he's maddening. And how many different times in a season can you struggle? Like, I I mean, like, I understand that he had COVID and was struggling there, but I don't think you can point to that now. I think – I just don't know how a guy who's been in the league for almost 10 years has, has – a problem figuring out how to play alongside a great player. When a guy like Tyrese Smack like, I, I feel, it feels like he has no confidence. <laughs> like, I, I, I mean, like, he's just, he's not confident in his jump shot. I, I mean, like, he is, I like, and I, I think, and I think the pressure's on him. Like, I, I, I mean, like, because I, I mean, unfortunately, or for, fortunately for him, he makes a lot of money. But it, the flip side of this is, when you don't produce, you're the ire of the entire fan base, like me.
1: So at the beginning of this year, you know, even before that, but at the beginning of this year, Ben's gone. This is Joel's team, obviously, and Tobias Harris was kind of slotted as that number two guy. And it's like, all right, well, Tobias Harris, you know, it's the kind of onus is on you to kind of step up and kind of contribute a little bit more offensively. Wasn't quite able to do that to the extent that we wanted to, at least. So that happened. But then also at the same time, we got the emergence of Tyrese Maxey. So then he's kind of trying to fight for, I don't want to say fight for, but he's trying to figure out a way, all right, if I'm not the number two guy, then I can be the 2A guy alongside Tyrese Maxey. That quite didn't, didn't work out, at least for Tobias Harris. Tyrese Maxey's been fine. Now James Harden comes in, and James Harden's going to shoot the ball quite a bit. And even though James Harden says it's my job to make sure Tobias gets his 20 and gets him in good, good spots, it basically puts Tobias Harris – any well, it, I don't say. Basically, it puts Tobias Harris in the number four hole as far as offensive importance. So I'm sure on some level, Tobias Harris is trying to figure out, hey, my offensive role has changed at least three times this season, and I don't know what it is. But it, but it, but it's your doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the fact of the matter is, with James Harden, with Joel Embiid, and with Tyrese Maxey doing what they're doing, you should have a lot easier time getting shots. Like, really open shots. Let me let me say this. You'll get a lot better looks now than you've ever had before, but maybe in your life. And it's your job to convert these. Like, when James Harden drives and kicks it out to you in that corner on the wing, you gotta knock it down. You no, know, like yeah, no,
0: no, shoot first. First you need to shoot. And then, because a lot of times, he's not shooting.
1: No, he hesitates. And
0: sometimes, yeah. he's, he's hesitating, pump faking, and then making just a terrible pass. I, yeah. I, I mean, like, Roy, if he's not the second, op- if he can't be the second option or the third option, and he can't be like, I, I mean, like, you got to own this. Because, frankly, like, a re- the urgency to trade for James Harden was a, a, obviously the main culprit was your point guard not being here, but a lot of it was you couldn't carry your, you couldn't carry, you couldn't carry the torch.
1: Someone said that Tobias Harris, like, processes. With the speed of of the first IBM computer, and and that's and that that kind of stuck with me because I remember this was a thing back with Brett Brown, if you guys remember, like when Brett Brown was here again, Tobias like you know passes you know someone would throw the ball to Tobias Harris, he would get the ball or whatever like that, and he would take like a half a second or a second or just it was a noticeable amount of time before he would do anything with the basketball, and a half a second in the NBA is an eternity that gives you yeah. that gives the defense a ton of time to react to whatever it is you're you're doing whether you're shooting whether you're driving whether you're passing or whatever you can't wait you have to be aggressive when the balls it comes to you like what and and like or, you said, or
0: or no be a certain like I don't know be confident in the decision made I, I right. feel that like when he's I, I feel other than last year like I mean like he's had the same problem where he's he's unsure of what of his decision tree, like mm-hmm. should I like I like I like I feel like I don't even like he's a master of nothing, but I don't <laughs> even think he's like I know I I think he's like a semi master of nothing because I don't know like I like I don't know what his go to skill is not even if it's an above that like like in Tobias bias Harris's brain and like what like when he has the ball if if, if you were him mm-hmm. what what is your if there's a regular defender on you, what are you, what's your, what's your goal? Are you trying to shoot over him? Are you trying to post him up because that don't work? Like I have never met a six, eight man that, that is in, that is consistently incapable of posting up a, t- a shorter person. You
1: yeah, know, that, that would, that would be my, like, if you asked me, like if, if I was Tobias Harris and you said, yo, like, like you get the ball, what are you going to do? I, my go-to would be the post up. Cause again, you're six, eight. You could jump. I mean, you're you're fairly athletic. I mean, like you should have. Again, the NBA is a little different now, so you might not have the height advantage, but you probably have the height slash athleticism, you know, advantage over most guys who guard you. This dude don't never post up. Like never post up. Like he's always trying to face up somebody, and he he does. You know, either pull up jumper or no.
0: And when he does try to face up, I don't know what he's trying. Like. You should like. I think there was an instance. I, it might have been a couple games ago, or, or I think it was. No, it was on. It was on Wednesday where they were playing the Knicks, and he and he's posting up Alec Burks, and Alec Burks is like four inches, four inches shorter than him. He like settles for this like weak baseline hook shot. I'm like, yeah. take him to the weight room. Like I, yeah. I mean, like I feel like he doesn't. He's not a physical player. He's right. a very. He's a very finesse. Benet- like he likes.
1: He's finessed. Like, finesse, like that's yeah. Okay, yeah, that's a good yeah. word. No,
0: and, and it's like at some point, man, you just need to take advantage of your physical advantage, and that's what I feel like. And and and, and I was reading something, and for now, it's fine. Like there's a honeymoon period between Harden and everyone, and like like everyone, everything is hunky dory. At some point, James Harden is going to get annoyed that Tobias Harris keeps passing up that jump shot.
1: Yeah, Tobias Harris is uh, listed at 6'8, 226. Um, and again, like if you're 6'8, you know, with the athleticism of Tobias Harris and Alec Burks is on you, you should, you got to eat. Like you, like you should eat every single time. Like, you know, the NBA is all about mismatches, like looking for the mismatch. And again, in those limited times where Tobias Harris is getting the ball, because again, he's getting the ball less than he was before. In those limited times, if Tobias Harris sees that he has a mismatch on him, don't settle for again don't settle for a little baby hook and i know that's your game but don't settle for that if alec burks is on you but the thing is i don't know how much that's going to change over the next like tobias harris is he going to have like a a a i don't want to say a brain transplant but is he is he going to be able to change his game over the next 2 months to become somebody no, we haven't no, seen for no, years no but i think he's like
0: you need to Understand the current situation that you are going to get a lot of open perimeter looks. Yep. So let's. I don't know if anyone can get to him at this point. Like he feels pretty content on on being a slow ski. Like and and like (laughs) like no no like doing the pump fake, driving effort like incredibly slow to the basket. Like I I I mean like when he does that pump fake, he's not a very quick player. Right. He's not quick. And like I don't know, like even when he gets that pump fake, I don't, but I don't think a lot of players are are playing on it on him. So that pump fake really isn't doing anything. Like yeah. I can understand if a player was playing up on you and you got a pump fake and you passed him. I don't see many guys that he's passing.
1: <laughs> yeah, but see, like Tobias Harris does not blow by guys. Like he like like he he might he might he does a pump fake might get half a step on a guy, but when he pulls up for the jumper or whatever like that. The guy's there, so so he's not he's not changing anything. I I think though you're I think you mentioned it before. Well, you mentioned it on Twitter earlier this week. Basically, everybody not named Joel Embiid and James Harden and Tyrese Maxey go in the gym and just work on that wing three pointer. Just go shoot, yeah. just shoot two hundred times. Just like you guys are gonna get. I don't know how many they they it felt like they had a ton against the Knicks on Wednesday. They did. Between the between everybody not named those three guys, you're probably going to get sixteen of those a game at least. I'll just throw a number out there. You probably get four a quarter. They'll probably be wide open or close to wide open wing three pointers. You guys knock down eight of those, then look, then you score one hundred and twenty points, and then you know this, this league is a cakewalk. I mean, like it's, it's yeah. Not hard. No,
0: I I feel that like because I was trying to do the math and because I feel that well, I I thought one ten was going to be because they weren't scoring. They're almost thirteen points more than they were. Like, like I don't know without the guy. Like, like I thought one one fifteen was a like. If I mean one if if you can get the one fifteen every game, you're probably gonna win eighty percent of your games. Right. So if you do the math and say that the big three, three and a half, like three, give you eighty five points a game.
1: That's a lot. <laughs> That's a lot. But I,
0: I, I, no, but I mean, like, if you like. If you do 20, like 25, uh, okay, so 80,
1: 80. That's healthy. Well, all right, okay. Against the Knicks on Wednesday, they, they combined for 78 points on 40 shots. I think, I think Embiid had 27, Harden had 26, and Maxi had Maxi had 25. So you're not going to get 25 from Maxi every night, but you'll probably get more than 27 from Joel. Yeah. So again, uh, all right, uh, 78, 80. We're, you know, we're, you know, we're, yeah. we're, so, we're, we're concerned. So, so, but yeah. So,
0: so, you need to find thirty-five points between yeah. six,
1: between guys, eleven seven, or whatever. however whatever your rotation is, give me thirty-five points.
0: Yeah. So I, I mean, like, let's pray to God that Tobias Harris can get you thirteen a game, right?
1: Yeah. Like to, like I to mean, buy, like Tobias should should give you fourteen to fifteen of those points
0: and, and say Thibodeau gives you eight. I about
1: like say six six to like eight, eight a- from Thibodeau. You just got to find fifteen points off the bench consistently. <laughs>
0: But no, and, and like I don't know how you get that because I like Corkmas has no confidence in anything. Like I, I mean like he is he's just flailing when he try when he's a ball handler. I don't know how much Shake how much better Shake is, but I, I mean it might be worth trying. I don't know. Paul Mills has running on has been running on E for like the last year. <laughs> so I don't know. Like I know I feel that George Niang might is not an X factor, but I think I feel he's the most reliable of the i I think he might be more reliable than harris because no he might not score more than harris but he's almost guaranteed to do his part like whatever he's you have banked for him he's gonna hit that goal like if you have him bank it for eight he's gonna give you eight he might give you 10 he might give you nine but he'll give you eight i don't know if Tobias harris gives you 15 points a game
1: so, I don't. Yeah, yeah. I can't say. I can't definitively say he's going to give you 15 points a game. Um, I'll say this about Niang, and, and I'm kind of in the same boat with him. He's the guy who frustrates me the <clears throat> the least. Yeah. On that second unit, like I, like I, like everybody else in that second unit has the capability of saying, "You want know get this dude off the court within like two minutes." Niang no, is not that guy. Like
0: he's the most. <clears throat> I, I feel that <clears throat> he is. He's the one that plays with less, like I don't know, trepidation of whether he's going to miss or not. I feel a lot of these guys mm-hmm. are just are just scared to miss, and like I don't know. Niang's like, no man, give me it. I'm gonna fire it, and like, and maybe Danny has that, but Danny's just so old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're, <laughs> like Danny's,
1: I, I, yeah,
0: yeah. He is. He's pushing e on on, on the gas on the, and I don't know how much he can defend. But we gotta stop with the like. I, I mean, if, if we get enough defense from the front, from from the starters, MBE, and Thai you're you're gonna win. You're gonna go as far as you can with this offense. You're gonna out like like because Embiid's gonna clean up a lot of the defensive stuff. But right. you need to score one fifteen a game. Like I, I like that. Like because this isn't a, a. I don't think it's gonna be a very because I mean Harns a superstar playing defense. It's not gonna get alive. But I, I mean, but you need to back on one fifteen to one twenty a game. And if the big three do its part, you're asking the rest of the team to just I, I mean just chip like this is like when you used to get like I don't know like the office birthday present just mm-hmm. put in five bucks man you know, we're not we're no one's asking you to put in more <laughs> just do what you can realistically do. And I don't know. I, I like I feel this is the most confident I felt about a Sixers team in a long time. Cause I cause I really wasn't a a I was a fan but I wasn't like all in on that Jimmy Butler team because I mm-hmm. felt like, I don't know, like they didn't have enough shot creation. And, 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 and I think some of the players were just too young to like want it.
1: No, no I agree. It was, a, it was a different time. Again, it was a different Joel Embiid. That was a different, well, Ben Simmons was there. I guess he was the same Ben Simmons, but I mean, it yep. wasn't, like, they weren't quite ready at that point, even though they pushed Toronto to a game seven. Um, I, I will say that I think some of this bench problem, is due to some of these lineups that, that Doc Rivers trots out there. The, he said, he's on record saying that he didn't want to sit more than you know uh, two of the starters at the same time. He said basically two starters, uh, two of the big four, I guess I'll say, uh, will be out on the court at all time, being Tobias, Maxi, Harden, and Embiid. The two of them will be out there all the time. However, through three games, we've seen lineups where there's only been one of those dudes out there, and those have been bad lineups. And if I'm a defense, and I see James Harden, and Quirk and Shake and George Niang and Paul Millsap, James Harden's going to take the shots. Like I get it. Like I understand. I don't have to worry about those dudes. I think, and again, Doc holds, you know, holds himself to his words. If you have lineups out there with Harden and Harris, if you have lineups out there with Embiid and Maxi and three other guys, and give those other guys other, you know, some kind of space to operate, I think those guys will be a little bit better. Like I think I think no. Yeah.
0: I think Roy that I don't think Harris should play with Harden. Because like I like, it's pretty apparent that he is not a, he is his strength is not just chilling on the wing waiting for a three pointer. Mm-hmm. He wants to be involved in like the pick and roll. Not good at it, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Like I know, like I I mean like I still don't know what the optimum second unit like the two A two B units because I think there's an M B unit and then there's a hard unit. Right. I don't like I like Niang playing with like and. Danny Green, I guess. Like no, like I still feel that like you need willful shooters next to James Harden. Like I, I, I need you need guys that aren't scared to just pull the trigger. And mm-hmm. I feel that, like there's just some guy like, not there's more than a few that just don't feel comfortable pulling the trigger when they need to pull
1: the trigger. And, and you're right. Like you need you need that guy. And good. I'll say this. Like Moss has no fear about pulling the trigger. He just hasn't been good basically all season. His gun, is, and, his, and, his gun doesn't work. Yeah, no, it like hasn't been good. Like, I mean, we, we got like, I guess, the first couple of weeks of the season after he made that at hype video um, at the beginning of the year where he set the bucket on fire. Like, we got that for a couple of weeks. Um, I'd like that for a kind of cork my back, um, if at all possible. Um, But, yeah, you're, you're, but the Sixers have, again, six weeks to kind of figure this out. And now they have a new man to put in the mix. Welcome to Philadelphia, DeAndre Jordan. He was signed. Uh, earlier this week as the backup center. He will serve as the backup center. Um, Willie Cauley-Stein, hopefully you can kind of take the uh, the couple of days you spend in a Sixers uniform and parlay that into something else. Um, I was against – I will not want to say against. I wasn't a huge fan of the DeAndre Jordan signing when the word came out that it was going to go down. Um, but when I see Paul Millsap at center and I see – I mean, Willie Cauley-Stein really didn't play, but Paul Millsap, he ain't, the, he ain't the answer. He is not the answer at center. Um, I'm sorry that I even thought of that. Um, I mean, he can give you, I guess, a couple minutes in a pinch, but he's not the guy you want. Now, is DeAndre Jordan the guy you want? I don't know, but it's a buyout. So what, are, what do you expect on a buyout market? I need a guy who comes in, gives me 8 to 10 good minutes, maybe catches a lob or two, and grabs four or five rebounds. I think that's all we can expect, right? I
0: think you're going to get a glorified cheerleader. I don't think you're going to get that much. Like, I you don't I think, think he's
1: going to play? He's going to play.
0: I I think he might play Five minutes a game. Oh, no, I think he more Not. No, I think it's going to be one of these, like, I don't know, like, it, no, it's going to be that, 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 it's like that challenge of like who sucks less, hard, like Milstaff or Jordan. I really, I, I mean, I just feel this is like a vibe signing. Like, just like, I don't hmm. know, like he's buddies with like everyone. So, right. like, I don't know. He like, he like waves the town. No, he's like a, he's like a lesser Dwight Howard.
1: <laughs> wow. Okay. All right. You know, I, I, I think you're going to get, Dece- a decent amount of minutes because Doc doesn't seem to be motivated to play Paul Reed. So I don't think Paul Reed's gonna get those minutes. And if Paul Millsap keeps playing the way he's been playing,
0: no, but I'm not I sure feel he can that, get like, those minutes. No, I, no I, I feel that like I think
1: Paul Millsap's playable,
0: to, more playable than DeAndre Jordan. is terrible.
1: But <laughs> Paul Millsap was, hasn't been great. That's what I'm saying. No, like, like, <laughs>
0: like, no, I'm trying to, like, I don't know, like for Harden, like, I, I think more than a lob grabber. You just want a spacer, like mm-hmm. I, I, like I don't know, just like no stop. I, I think and hit one out of every every seven threes. Like, like I just, I just need someone to not be Greg Monroe, and I feel yeah. that like either one of these guys isn't isn't Greg Monroe. Yeah,
1: yeah, uh, I, I,
0: no, and one. James Harden's capable of not having a Graham Monroe situation happen because when, it, when a 7-0 run happens, he, he tells everyone, <laughs> Hell out of the way, right. I'm going to do my thing and there will not be a 7-0 run anymore. Like this this is what I've been dreaming about forever. Like we have an equalizer now. Like mm-hmm. when things, like it's hard to play perfect basketball all the time. Yeah. And when you when ring up, like they played like, they didn't play great on Wednesday. Like, I don't know the entire team. Even yeah. Embiid, beat, he looked like completely lethargic. But when on an off night, when you have a guy that can just get you 19 and a half without really doing anything, that keeps you in that game. They lose that game without James Harden.
1: Yeah, the Sixers, like Chris mentioned, Sixers again for you know the better part of a quarter and a half didn't look that good. You know, kind of was not only got run out of their gym, but I mean the Knicks were up eleven early in that game. Um, and the Sixers came back. You know won the game by fifteen. Didn't even seem like they broke a sweat doing it. Um it's a, again, it's a totally different Sixers team than than what we've used to what we're used to seeing these past couple of years. But the challenge gets a little bit harder this week because you got the Heat, the Bulls, and the Nets on the schedule over the next uh few days or so. Um, I think this is the true litmus test for this team. Yeah. What do the Sixers go over those next three games? Heat, Bulls, Nets. Two and one? Is that yeah. reasonable? okay i think that's
0: reasonable and and more than fair like i don't i don't think they go one and like if they go one and two am i freaking out No. if they go one and three i'm slightly freaking out but no i i mean like in three and oh like i just one of those the miami games a second night on a back to back i okay. i feel that's almost like a guaranteed now <laughs> so like i don't know get yourself ready for monday and and the big game on Thursday, even though it's not going to be as big as everyone thinks, because someone won't be there.
1: Well, yeah, the Nets game still going to be big because one guy is coming back, and that's Kevin Durant. He's going to be healthy. He's going to be ready to go um, after his injury. He missed 21 games earlier this year. Kevin Durant will be in the building. Kyrie Irving will be in the building. However, one man will not be in the building, and that's one Benjamin F. Simmons. Um, We got a lot of news on the Ben Simmons front. I'll try to go through this chronologically because, again, maybe it'll help us to make some sense of this, even though this doesn't really make any sense if you kind of break it all down. Uh, Back on uh, February 26, Steve Nash said that Ben Simmons' back injury was, quote, just a little soreness, end quote. And he said, quote, it's not a long-term thing. This is a week ago, a little bit more than a week ago. Um, Then we got the news that from um, Adrian Wojnarowski saying that, There's zero chance that Ben Simmons will make his debut in Philly. Now, I'm not sure whether he meant he would come back before that and sit out the Philly game or what, but Boge said he ain't playing his first game in Philly. Um, But later, he would later say that Ben Simmons ain't going to play at all next week. Uh, Rabona Shelburne said back on March the 2nd, a couple days ago, said that Simmons had, quote, a little setback with the back injury. And now we're getting word from Shamsarania that there's optimism that Ben Simmons might be back before the playoffs. And Brian Windhorse said Clutch Sports told him specifically that Ben Simmons is now considered weak, quote, week to week. So there's a lot going on here. Sounds like, from what, if you want to parse it, if you want to take everything at face value, let me say it like this Ben Simmons had a back injury, it's a little sore, maybe exacerbated the back injury. And now it's no closer to coming back because of said injury. Kristen Mingo, how do you interpret what we've heard over the past week? Told y'all. <laughs> I No,
0: I, I I mean, like, I'm, like, people are shocked. I'm not shocked. I'm just not Like, because, one, maybe because I've just felt that, like, Ben Simmons is just... I'll say it. Doesn't have that much desire to, like, prove the haters wrong. Like, mm-hmm. I, like I, I mean, like, I feel that like, I don't know, this is, I feel it's as much a like, I mean, a mental hurdle as a as a physical hurdle just to get back. I feel that like, I don't know, he, he ain't ready. Like, and, and all this, I don't know, you don't want to question injuries, but I, I mean, is not didn't Ben Simmons have a back injury at the beginning of training camp? Like, uh, like, so he could, yes. like, I don't know, like, I, I don't like, I, I it, pretty coincidental, don't you think?
1: I, and I I hate to be the guy, but I'm going to ask you: How much of this is physical? How much of this is mental? Is there any way for us to know?
0: No, no, no. That's that. That is. This is why he's still living semi rent free in a lot of our heads. Because it's like we, we passed. We're going to pass the next deadline, mm-hmm. and people are still going to be talking about it. Because yes. so it ain't that anymore. It's the mystery of it. It's like what? No, because we would like some closure mm-hmm. to say. Well, it was really Philly that screwed him up. I don't like, I, I mean, did the situation really, like, I don't know, exacerbate the problem? I think, yeah. But, I, I mean, like, I just feel that this has just been a culmination and just, like, I don't know, losing confidence in your game. And, and I think it caused to maybe the possibility he wasn't ready to play or he wasn't ready to be traded because before that Mets deal, what were the odds that this dude was going to like play it all this season? 5%? Yeah, it was, it
1: was it was pretty low. But that's the thing. It's like and I heard, you know, I've heard that you've said that quite a few times and and I've heard other people say that. But again, when I listen to what the man says out of his mouth saying that he's kind of working out all the time, on the jump shot, when I hear reports of him sitting in his car waiting to work out at the facility, you know, wait until everybody leaves so and go to the facility and work out. You know, when I see the the the, the Clips of him, you know, going to St. Joe's to get the open runs. But did you see clips of him
0: playing basketball?
1: Well, he was going to St. Joe's for open runs with a bunch of like semi-pro dudes. But know how often you that was. the guy,
0: the same guy that that that's been filming all of his summer workouts. You don't think if the dude was what was was ready, he he he'd have someone employed by the Sixers to like, I don't know, videotape him?
1: If, okay, and for what? For to put it online so so people yep. can attack him? Like I mean, no, like,
0: no. To say if he was if he was getting improving or working on his game,
1: right? But I'm saying if he posted online, then he's going to get just a tremendous amount of negative. No, feedback. but
0: what if he was improving? Like what if he was making three
1: points? No, 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 no. You know this. How many videos have we seen of this man, quote unquote, improving, going in the lab, working no, on no, a three pointer? No, but, no, but I think we're tired I think of
0: it. That's the expectation is. Him, him, him going for a run at St. Joe's is mm-hmm. like is like a person just clocking in. No okay. one knows what he's doing in there. Right. He could be just like I don't know playing on his switch. Right. Like no, right. this is why no, and, and that's why like, I mean I don't want to use the the word, but I mean he's been conferred for gacy. He, like <laughs> I, I, everything, everything about him. No, I I feel him and Carson Wentz are almost just exactly like their timeline right now of just being proven a false prophet, a Philly false prophet, is just, the timing is uncanny right now. Because I don't, like, I just feel that, like, I don't know, for all the dumping on internet dumping that is, people are doing about Ben Simmons, he just doesn't want to put the work in to make, that, make them pay. Like, he wants to make them pay, sure. Yeah, I want to make them pay. But is he willing to, like, live in the gym because you can't tell me that a one percent talented athlete can spend 10 hours in the gym and not get better you, you no like i don't know and like i don't know you could put us in the gym devoted our life to like getting better and we would get better
1: mm-hmm. and
0: we're like we're we're joes
1: we're yeah yeah we're bottom one percent athletes you know yeah <laughs> so
0: this is why like i just feel that it's it just it's the it's the like, the like the pain that it takes to, like, improve your game. I just don't know if he's willing to, like, make these, I don't even say sacrifices. He's not doing anything.
1: Well, I, I don't even want to get to that. I'm not even trying to go down to that kind of, that level of the psyche thing. Is it just, Ben Simmons has been sitting home since June, I don't want to say anticipating a trade, but at some point, Ben Simmons knew he was not going to be a member of the seven, Philadelphia 76ers because... Whatever bridges he burned over the summer, or whatever have you. If I know I'm going to be on another team at some point, whether it's now, whether it's you know next October or whatever, again, I would just have a singular focus. Me, if I'm if I'm a well, let me say this, if I'm a top one percent athlete, I would think I would have a singular focus that whenever I step back on the court, I'm going to be the best version of me that I can be, just despite the other team, just despite the Sixers. This is, I no, don't no, think but, no, that's what we're is, seeing. Well, it's not no, what we're seeing. Clearly.
0: No, no, this is not what you're seeing. Like, yeah, you're expecting this 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 I this I don't know. The the typical mindset of a 1% athlete.
1: an alpha male. I don't
0: think, I, I don't think I, I don't I don't think he's built different. I, like I know and, and I just and this isn't just like talking around. This is years and all these reports. Like I I mean, how are you just not like have an eight pack ready to like go to I don't know just just take just take guys like me and just say, <laughs> you know what, man, this is for you and you and you and just no, we and there is no indication he's that type of alpha male. There isn't.
1: This is so weird to me. Because... no and no no dude, but
0: but no, I don't think until something really definitive comes out that says yeah dude this dude ain't just about it like I don't know like he ain't about the, like, we know these but we need like kind of the confirmation that right. frankly everyone has in their brain but is scared of type because they don't want to look like a like a l- l- like judgmental it's right. gonna be judgmental about this like I, I I mean like we just need I think you just need this like Like with the Wentz situation in Indianapolis, you need this net situation to play out as how it looks like it's going to play out to say told. Other than like, not me saying it three years early, but everyone saying to Nets fans told y'all because no, like, I, I mean, Roy, it, it took one of the most epic, like mental breakdowns in Philly sports, not Philly history, sports history. For guys to get like off the bench train, like and, and like mm-hmm. now they're just like saying, like they've they they know the twelve steps, <laughs> of Ben sobriety, and now and now the Nets fans are doing it too, and, and it's just like from afar it's like wow, like they sound exactly like I don't know like yeah. like Joe seventy six at Twitter.
1: Yeah, no, I've seen the posts of Nets fans saying, you know, we need to support Ben. We need to make sure he's part of our family. He feels like he's part of our family. We see him on a bench. We got to give him some love and all that stuff like that. This is all the same stuff that we told ourselves back back in the day. It's fine. And now, you know, Ben Simmons, according to Sean Marks and SGM, Ben Simmons is going to begin the ramp-up process next week, um, at the end of next week, I should say, um, which amazingly coincides with being after the Sixers game on march the 10th um so we're already seeing speculation as to when he'll come back um sounds like maybe it might be late march but i'm sure we'll have this conversation on this on this show a couple of weeks from now um and ben simmons will not have played a basketball game um when we have that conversation so tbd when it comes to ben simmons if Ben um, Simmons
0: doesn't play a game this season do you think he's on the net for next season
1: no no but I'll I'll bet you money I, I I would put I would put money that he plays like I like I know you're I know you're really leaning towards he's not going to play this season, I will put money on the fact that he plays. He this plays. will be
0: I will be. This will this will be my first ballot take Hall of Fame if he doesn't play a game. Not that I'm like rude, but like yeah, yeah. I just I just feel in my bones that some that something ain't right, and this is a lot of CYA from, clutch. Ben, like no, and it's not even clutch, man. Just put it all on that. It's team. not, yeah, it's not clutch. Like, I, I'm not, I'm on. No, clutch. it is all Ben Simmons. That like, I don't know, like the. If you need someone to drive you at this point, go to China, and like, be, like be, be that Marbury guy. No, because no, like I, I mean, and and like you think it's it, it, it's it's banned in Philly? You're playing with Kevin Durant. You right. think he's gonna settle for 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 for, for, for your nonsense?
1: Yeah. No. Yeah, he, yeah, Ka- yeah a part
0: timer. Ain't yeah, Ka- even gonna deal with you. I was
1: say like, Kyrie's, Kyrie's, Kyrie. That's what it is, what it is. But Kevin Durant is a is a singularly driven man. Like this dude wants to destroy life. I mean, we've seen this man almost will you know a broken down Nets team to the uh, Eastern Conference Finals last year. Would have done it if he wore a, a smaller shoe. Like Kevin Durant is all about that business. Like he's all about everybody. Here's everybody who's like here's my squad. We're gonna go up against the squad and give everything we got for forty eight minutes. And and see where see where it all lays out. So he ain't gonna play this kind of stuff. If if again if you're really you know kind of hesitant to come back for whatever reason, if he doesn't come back this year, it's a uh, again I hate to be this guy, but I'm gonna be this guy because whatever. If he doesn't come back this year, it's 100 percent mental. It ain't physical. They'll never tell us. But it's but, I, but it's mental.
0: I told you offline, man. This is feeling really weird, like. Like Rick and Keel. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know, where a guy just like literally just had a moment and just forgot, like, I don't know, just has this mental block. Yeah. And I let's just hope he doesn't turn into like a pitcher or something. No, yeah. I, I mean, like, but I like it, it just feels like to say, oh, one moment just like I don't know, like I don't know, ruined Ben Benson I don't think it is like I mean, you remember game five? Yeah. <laughs> remember the Raptors series? Remember, like I don't like. You know what's funny, Roy? It's like, I feel that we're almost like, if Ben Simmons doesn't get hurt in the bubble, I don't know if, if this doesn't happen the year before.
1: Yeah, no, but that's that's the thing. It's like like this, the way everything kind of shook out, you know, wound up good for the Sixers. But again, like this could be, yeah, this could be a situation where, the, you know, Ben Simmons could have been healthy. Again, when the Sixers got swept out of the bubble, you know, it was, it was by Boston, right? I like mean, he got swept out of the bubble yeah. and it's like, Everything just could have came to a head, but we kind of gave everybody a pass after that year because of the bubble, and Ben Simmons got hurt, and you know, but got a like, right, new, you know, the new coach. And then like, a new right, coach well, that yeah. like
0: thinks, "Oh, I can like I can unleash Ben, I can unlock Ben Simmons." Wrong.
1: Yeah. No, couldn't do it. Yeah, because so, at some
0: point, it's not going to be the coach. It's right. not going to be the city that he's playing in. It, no, like you need it to be with like one of the, the fifteen greatest players of all time to say, "Yeah, he ain't he ain't it because I, I don't. Know, it, it's it's easy for like a pessimist to say, oh, he's playing with Embiid. What, what the heck's Embiid ever done? Like, I don't right. know. Da, 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 da. Like, I don't know. But if you're playing with Kevin Durant, like, I, I mean, like, this is it. Like, no this excuse. is it. Like, this, once again, this is like Carson Wentz going to Indianapolis to say, oh, man, he's in the best situation ever. Got a, a coach that trusted him when he won the MVP. Oh, they got a great running game. They lose to Jacksonville.
1: So let's talk about Carson Wentz. Let's kind of switch gears. We got a few minutes left. Let's discuss a little Carson Wentz. Uh, We didn't get a chance to talk about the earlier report from a little while back from Chris Mortensen saying that Wentz will be either likely be traded or released by the Colts uh, by March 18th. Um, We got a little bit—I won't say further clarification, but we got a little bit of insight on how what the Colts were thinking about um, at the combine in Indianapolis earlier this week. Uh, Chris Ballard uh, was uh, asked about. Carson Wentz's future. And with Indy, he said, quote, I don't have the direct answer for you. We're working through it. Ultimately, we'll do what's best for the Colts. Doesn't sound like a vote of confidence from Chris Ballard when you ask him about a starting quarterback, and he says, I don't know. We're working through it. That was worse than what Doc Rivers said about Ben Simmons being a point guard for a championship team. So, and, I, and I saw
0: that um, Carson Wentz is still number one fan. Dan Orlovsky said... That, like, I don't know, from reading the tea leaves between what Ballard said, it, it's apparent that they're looking for a different, like, I don't know, they said it was, like, 80%, like, I don't know, physical and, like, 20% mental, and, like, it, it's a, it's pretty clear that they want a new leader. How bad is this doing as a, like, what, like, like, did you not pass your leadership academy class? Like, I don't, like, I don't understand how someone could be this bad at leading a players.
1: Look, like, everybody's not a leader. I get it. Like every and every quarterback, I'll say it. Every quarterback is not a leader, but you can be leadery enough, if that's a word, <laughs> to kind of like, fake no, it. No, yeah,
0: no. Like I like you know what? I need one of these Colts to like talk off the record to say, yo man, yo yo, this dude was like, I don't know, like I, no, like was he throwing people under the bus? Like I don't like. No, I'll tell
1: you what it is. I'll tell well, what. Like, all right, I won't say what it is. I'll tell you part of what it is. It's a whole vaccination thing, because again, like you no, saw how no, hot but the
0: problem is. Like half mm-hmm. of those bozos, are the, uh, the uh, most of those good players on the Colts were vaccinated either.
1: But you saw how hot that got, Jim Irsay. Like that got oh, no. hot. Oh
0: no, I no, I think like I don't know. Like I think that like he could pass this, but I don't think he has respect of his team. Like he doesn't have that locker room. That like I don't know. Like it, it he obviously ain't got the support of the of the owner, the coach, or the GM. But I mean, the players <laughs> like I don't know if the players stood st- st- for this dude to be like Nah, man, Carson on bull. Like I don't know, like no, not like. And this is the second team it's happened on, man. Like, and, like, and people remember all those. Oh man, the media's making up stuff about Carson. I'm like, no, they ain't making it up. Like, I. These are like like the uns the sports unsolved mysteries that will keep Philly fans just pl- like playing conspiracy theory because it's not readily there to say, yo, why is Carson Wentz, like, a bomb leader? Like, I don't know, like, does he not, like, I, Like does he just not have the personality? Like, I, like. did you see a guy like Jimmy G, where mm-hmm. that dude stunk on ice for, like, three straight games? Yeah. And, t- and five minutes after the game, you got, like, the best players on that team, like Dave R. Samuel and Kittle saying, nah, man, that's my dude. True. Ain't nobody, after the Jacksonville game, ain't nobody saying Carson my dude
1: when the man throwing stupid underhand interceptions and trying to make things happen, but instead, you know, turns, these things turn into pick sixes, you know, I don't care how many times you hunt with these dudes. If you just do stupid stuff consistently that cost your team games, I it's hard for these dudes to kind no, of like. No, no, no.
0: I really think just, just, just being, just absorbing all this for like the last three, four years. I just feel it's like just him. One, not oh, not being accountable, and Correct. two, not being coachable. I feel there's too much of that. Like he thinks he's smarter than the coaches. Like I don't know. We're like, like he's got like, like what do they use that? Like I don't know. Fake positive. Like like strong, strong will. Because that's what like because if one one person's strong will, but one's but two is a coach killer. Like yeah. I don't know. Carson Wentz is a coach killer because like no, you could be strong willed if you're Josh Allen.
1: Correct. You well, can't be strong-willed
0: <laughs> when you throw in ducks. Like, <laughs> and, and, like, I don't know when you like. No, like, and, and you can't like when you can't get your rhythm timing down on like on slam passes.
1: It's really weird to see because I don't know what's next for Car. Like, obviously he's not going to be there anymore. Like, it's fine. So is he just is he just going to be is he is he is he now in the stage of his career where he's just to hold the seat warm until the rookie guy is ready? Like, is this is this? okay so he's a he's a james winston he's a ryan fitzpatrick he's that guy he's at that stage of his career
0: i i know it was what four years ago i I mean a lot has happened in four years this dude got voted that's a top five player by his peers
1: he would have been the mvp if he didn't get get hurt i i stand on that he would have been the mvp that year
0: i I think the the million i don't think it's a million dollar question it's like eight trillion dollar question is with the Eagles that won the
1: Super Bowl with them? look, I'm I'm gonna say yes, but again, <laughs> so many that that season was so weird and so so magical. Like probably not because the things that happened the way they happened, you know, like passes bouncing off defenders' knees and kind of like ricocheting the dudes, and there was so many weird things that happened in that run. That probably not, but the dude was playing an MVP, cal- MVP caliber last year. If you look again, this is you should never do this, folks if you look at the raw numbers of what Carson Wentz did last season, they aren't horrible. No, now he's, uh, no <laughs> I,
0: I, I'm telling you, if you could not – if you were Stevie Wonder, and, like, I don't know or, – or, or or no, like, like, I don't know. Like, you just watched – like, you just watched all 16 games of the whole season, and you're like – you're like a math wizard and you're like Roy, we need you to like i know, watch all these games and see what do you think like i don't know like Carson went to the stat line yards yards touched interception. it would not be 27-7 it'd no. be like 19 uh, 11 like
1: by idea we like 23 and 12 like it would yes. be great yeah
0: no, like, that, was, was, a, that was the thing it's anomalies.
1: like he's a he's the he's the 27 and 7 guy and at no point in in, in no point in the last year it's like man i wish i had that dude back Again, no, point. no, no, because, which is oh, weird. No, but he's another guy. I don't know what he does well
0: anymore. He doesn't like. I mean, he's got a good arm, what, but what does that do if you can't hit the broad side of the barn? Yeah, he, he has no touch. Yeah. he's not doesn't ha- have accuracy. Those injuries have robbed him of like a, a lot of his mobility. No, and no, but I, th- I think this comes back to seeing just Tyrese Maxey, just improving, like. In like just improving your game, and I think your teammates, especially the core, especially if you're a point guard and a quarterback, if you don't get better, your teammates see that stuff, man.
1: Right. Yeah that that that's that's part of it. And again, you can you can say without a shadow of doubt that I don't I don't think Carson Wentz has gotten noticeably better. And since the Super Bowl season, he's probably got worse. To be honest with you, he's got worse. So. And again, whether you want to contribute that to you know attribute that to an injury or whatever, like he hasn't gotten better as a player. Like he's but still if
0: you're a team, but mm-hmm. if, if you're a team that played Tyler Heineken or Taylor Heineken or whatever the hell his name is, if you had if your option is Mason Rudolph, right. Like, do you can you can you, should you, or will you talk yourself into Carson Wentz?
1: I can I can talk myself if i if I'm that type of team. Maybe not. Maybe not the commanders themselves, because I, I think Taylor Heineke's fine. But if I'm that type of team who just needs somebody to hold the four down until Malika Willis is ready, until somebody else is ready, I can talk myself into Carson Wentz. I can do it for a year. I can talk myself into it. Sure.
0: I just can't. No, like, I just can't believe that like this is going to just gonna get flat out cut.
1: It's nuts. It's insane. A year after you got traded by by the Eagles, you're going to get straight up cut. Meanwhile, the Eagles have three first round picks. Uh, We'll talk about the mock drafts next week. I do want to talk about the big news um, in Major League Baseball, the MLB and the Players Association, unable to come come to an agreement um, on the at the Monday deadline earlier this week. So the first two series of the season have been canceled slash postponed. I don't know the official word or whether or not they're going to try to make up those games. But again, it's going to be the first or poised to be um, the first time we're going to miss some baseball games since the uh, infamous 1994 and 95. The baseball games will be missed. I should say. Don't use the passive voice.
0: The only time that baseball is, is 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 the top line on ESPN.com is for bad stuff. So obviously, they're they actually made the cover page this time. They not did over uh, not over a, a convict McShay mock draft.
1: No, no, of course not. No, they actually made the top of the the top of the fold, if you will, on ESPN.com. Hopefully, next time we're on the air with you guys. Um, we'll have some better news when it comes to baseball. Yes, but I'll say baseball games will be missed. I'll use the passive voice <laughs> and not the active voice. You will miss baseball games because at least 50% of this podcast, it's not our radio show, does not really watch baseball like that. But I do want to talk about something we do watch, and that's wrestling. Shout out to Tony Khan for buying Ring of Honor. This is, a, this, is this is pretty big news. I don't know, I know how people want to slice this or – Maybe they don't like Tony Khan for whatever reason. You know, the big announcement to Forbidden Door. Tony Khan buying Ring of Honor is a big deal. What he plans to do with it, I don't know. But if nothing else, if nothing else, we're in the content era, ladies and gentlemen. And Ring of Honor has years and years and years of incredible content of all these dudes that we see in AEW and WWE.
0: We're going to continue this discussion offline because I had no idea Ring of Honor was $30 million. I had no idea.
1: That's how much. That's how much dollars, you paid for it. Thirty million.
0: Thirty to forty million dollars.
1: Okay, that's about. Like, it. That's I had about no it.
0: idea that the Tyler Black Kevin Skeen library was worth thirty million dollars.
1: That's that's this. The content era is is really so funny. It's all man. about content. All it's about content. About, like
0: okay, okay.
1: Well, it's all about. Well, I won't say. I won't say it's all about. I can't speak for Tony Khan. I'm saying the majority. If he does nothing with the product itself, if he just retires it and lets it go, you know you know, like, you know, by the wayside, like ECW or whatever like that, and just gets the content that's probably worth, you know, his investment. Like that's I'm sure it is. But again, like you can kind of have them. Ring of Honor can still be Ring of Honor. They can still do what they did before. Yeah. Um, more Northern importantly, Anderson. let's yeah. hope
0: that Tony keeps Ring of Honor and employs these wrestlers, man. Cause that's, yes. that's all I, that's frankly, all I care about is like make sure that like these, these, these guys, these guys and gals that, Frankly, like, I don't know. It, it's just another option for for people to get paid. So yeah. that's,
1: so tech, let's hope you do that, TK. 100%. Yeah, a lot of wrestlers, a lot of support side, a lot of folks out there, you know, work for Ring of Honor. Hopefully they have a home um, under this new format. Anyhow, that's it for us. We're out of here. Thank you guys, as always, for tuning in. 106.5 FM, LP, Philadelphia, or wherever you get your podcasts and radio shows. Until next week, we're out of here. Mr. Domingo, take us out, please. Have a great
0: weekend, everyone.
1: See you guys. Finding the right person for the job isn't easy. Just ask someone who hired their personal trainer as a caterer.